You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a very good, if not great show planned for you today. Why do you ask? Because Dr. Gary Perry, founder of Sweet Talk Desserts is our guest. Dr. Perry, I'm going to call you Carrie from now on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. That's perfect. It's an honor to be on your show. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Let's talk about uh, your latest venture, uh, just over a year old. So what was your original uh, motivation or at least the genesis for getting to launch Sweet Talk Desserts? Boredom. (laughs) The pandemic. The need to connect in some basic way and to uplift spirits, including my own. And baking has always been my go-to thing when I'm bored or I need to smile. And a few people encouraged me and the business was born. I'm always interested when entrepreneurs take something that they love doing or like in your case, you've been doing it for a while and people have probably suggested, as you alluded to, that you should make a business out of this. Uh, how does that happen where it goes from a passion and a hobby to a business? What, what changed for you in that moment where you decided there's a business here? Well, honestly, my mindset was it can't be that hard because I've been baking for 40 years, right? I know how to bake. I love to bake. I use the best ingredients so on and so forth, blah, blah. (laughs) And then I realized that owning a business will stretch you in every possible way, mentally, physically, spiritually, creatively. In fact, I saw a meme on Instagram the other day, and it said, do you mind cookier confessions? We put made with love on our cookie packaging because Mm -hmm. made with Cursing two trips at least to the store and lots of caffeine just won't fit on a cute label. If you really want to know your core strengths, start a business during the pandemic. I mean, who does that? Um, I guess I did. Uh-huh. So what have you learned in the year plus that you've been doing this? What, what if, When you went from hobby to profession to business, what, what did you learn you needed to do differently or in addition to to have a successful um, business? Well, there's a huge difference between baking for friends and family and baking with the intent to sell. You really have to radically alter your mindset. And for me, I learned that I really have to think about the people that I'm baking for. So if I'm baking for a business and they want to put their logo on cookies. Okay. I really have to get into the mind, not just of the business owner, but if I was a customer of theirs, how would I feel if I received a box of cookies with the company logo as a thank you for their business? So everything goes into it. It's not just the cookies and the frosting, it's the packaging, it's the delivery. So it, it's just so much more complicated. 
but it's also so much more satisfying because you know that what you created is going to make somebody else smile. So I, I imagine, Carrie, you had a Rolodex of recipes. How did you choose or did you choose what cookies you were going to focus on as the foundation for the business? How did you make that choice? Well, that's a great question. My favorites and my mm -hmm. family favorites. Baking, I come from a long line of creative people. I was never creative in writing poetry or painting or sewing like so many of my other family members, but baking was my creative outlet. And as a result, that's what I went back to, family favorite recipes. Um, my chocolate chip cookie recipe is my mom's. My pecan pie recipe comes down from my great grandmother. So it's family traditions that I initially started with and now I'm branching out. So my basics, banana bread, blueberry muffins, chocolate chip cookies, my favorite pies, those all come from the family get togethers and the family favorites. Because at the heart of family is love and love equals food and getting together and everybody always gravitated to the kitchen so it's just really i exploded the dot of the family favorites so how did you decide on the name mm. again family connection as far back as i can remember i've been helping my mom and both my grandmothers in baking. My grandmother has had, I have it now, a Greek cookie recipe that it's not made with eggs so you can eat the dough. And my cousins and I would always sneak in the kitchen and steal pieces of the dough. And finally, one day my grandmother sat me down and said, Carrie, you work first you eat your treats afterwards. She said, once the cookies are done, we will sit down, have a sweet talk and eat our sweet treats. Hmm. So the name is homage to my grandmother who was so exceptionally patient in teaching me so much of what I know about baking. That's a great So Sweet Talk Desserts was born from all of her sweet talk and sweet treats. I love how you're interspersing stories with your answers. That really makes them resonate for me and I'm sure for the audience. So thank you, Carrie. Um, how did you first get started? I mean, tell, take us back, like, who was your first customer and how are you scaling the business now to, you mentioned maybe businesses that are buying them as gifts. So, so take us on that journey. Well, my very first customer was, um, a high school, uh, boy, 45th high school reunion. Do I feel old now? <laughs> but I hosted it at year 40. And so at year 45 and somebody asked me, are you going to make all of the desserts? And I said, sure, I can, because it was, uh, everybody paid $25. So my first customers were people I went to high school with. And from there, 
they own businesses. And so one of the businesses, uh, wealth management, I go in every month and I deliver birthday cakes or cookies or whatever um, to showcase appreciation for and to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries for their employees. So that was my first start. And then I re and then I decided if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it completely legal and the licensing in the state of California, you have to get state, you have to get county, you have to get city, you have to get seller's permit. So it was a huge learning process. And that took from April to October when the business finally launched. So, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just curious. Are you currently using your kitchen as the kitchen? Yes, I have a big kitchen. I know people can't see behind me, but I have a triple oven and stove and huge counter space. And so I'm licensed as a cottage business operation by the state, county, and city. Was that a difficult process? I know it took months to get done. Like almost sounds you like know, six months. It's not so much difficult as it's time consuming because in my case, I wanted the class B, which meant having inspectors come out, inspect my kitchen, make sure my setup was right. I had to take food safety tests. I had to be certified. So it's just a step-by-step -step process. It's a little bit expensive because I went the route of an LLC, which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't, but right. you know, I wanted it to be a total separate business entity from my personal life. So how long, how big can the business get before the, your personal kitchen, even with as it, as it's configured, maybe doesn't have the scale that you're going to need? Have you? Yes, I've thought about that. In fact, that's one of my goals that um, in approximately six months have a space that when I have a bigger job, I can either rent the space or it's a place that I will do a lot of the big baking. I've had a couple of really big orders and fortunately, I have a friend that owns a storefront, and I've gone after hours, and I'm able to bake there. Yeah. But yes, that's in the future, hopefully within six to eight months. That's and where I plan on going. What about like other equipment, like packaging equipment? Do you need it? Did you have you needed that, and have you? added that to your personal kitchen as a I have well I have a good size home so I have what my most people might use as a dining room that's my <laughs> packaging <Sure. laughs> storage area so I mean so much is so easy with UPS stores or FedEx stores you know, that you can buy all the packing materials right. and then, you know, take it there to the post office. So that hasn't been such a big problem at all. And one thing that makes me different is I do deliver. Oh, 
So okay. I deliver to Olive, Orange County, North San Diego, hmm. Long Beach. Haven't had to go into LA yet, but hopefully down the road. Do you see uh, on online as an opportunity for you? And, and if Absolutely. so, okay, can you can we talk a little bit about that then? Oh How yes. Um, my goal in the next three months, I'll get through the holidays because those are really busy. Um, but January and February, I'll start doing some podcasts. A lot of people will tell me, you know, it's amazing you make these pies because pie crust is so difficult. Well, it's not rocket science. Okay. Mm. It, it takes patience. Okay. And perseverance. I can't tell you how many pie crusts I've thrown in the trash, literally, <laughs> because it's like, this is not working and started over. But I want to do podcasts that show people that, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. It won't be perfect because it's made by hand, not by a machine. And that the whole experience is what's valuable. It's, it's the journey. It's the story of how I started with a bunch of apples and I turned it into a delicious apple pie. And it's very gratifying. So I want to do some podcasts and some videos. Certainly. Like that. And what about having people buy? Lessons, lessons on how to do this. Sharing your knowledge then, really. I want, but I want it to be fun. I mean, I'm a teacher. I'm a retired professor from Cal State Fullerton. So I have to include some ele element of education and teaching. And I've learned so much, especially the food science aspect mm -hmm. of it. So what's the hardest thing to bake that you have had an order for that is challenging? You talked about maybe iterating your pie crust, but I'm just wondering. Scones. Yeah. Scones. They sound very simple, but you really have to get the dough right and you can't overwork it, but you can't underwork it. And the first time I made scones, they were really hard, <laughs> not edible. <laughs> But all of the, my mistakes, like the scones and the pie crusts that I've thrown out or the cookies that I have burnt have taught me that I have to be in a positive frame of mind because you can't be unhappy when you're making a pie crust because mm. your pie crust will react to, I know that sounds crazy, but mm. you have to be happy. And you have to love what you're doing. And then it turns out all right. Hmm. I rushed the scones. I wasn't patient enough. And now my scones turned out, turn out really nice. Yeah, there's no substitute for experience. And it sounds like you have a, a you have years of experience, but now over the past year plus, it's really condensed into a lot more experience because you're doing it more frequently because now you're getting orders and you're supplying them. And, probably right, making because, more sweets yeah. than you could ever eat. So you have to sell them. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're baking for your friends or family, you know, if there's a couple that's charcoaled on the bottom, oh, well, scrape it off, people. Okay. Right. But you can't do that when people are paying you. Mm -hmm. You want it to be as perfect as, as it possibly can be. 
right to meet their expectations because especially in the yeah. in the example where they're giving them away to their clients as gifts then that reflects on their brand too so you're you really have to be careful of that this is interesting and i'm a perfectionist i i mean i really am i will ask my husband and my really good friend take a look at these decorated cookies can I really sell these? Yes, mm. Carrie, they're fine. No, but see all of these little tiny mistakes. And it's like, <laughs> you're the only one that sees that. So right. again, that's another lesson that I've learned that when you're dealing with dough, it's never going to be perfect. Hmm. Yeah, there's uh, there's such a movement towards artisan products, baked goods, and a move away from manufactured food. So you it seems like there's some macroeconomic and uh, forces that are benefiting you as an entrepreneur, which is which is always a good thing when you're, especially when you're launching a business. I'm wondering where are you going, Carrie, to get access to other entrepreneurs and early stage business owners who have experience and insights that are helping you to grow your business and stay ahead of your competition? I take classes constantly there's three or four people in my area alone that have really scaled back their custom cookie making and are doing more teaching hmm. every chance i get i'm taking classes either in person or online um youtube videos pinterest videos i watch baking shows alton brown and his food science has taught me so much of why you use baking soda versus baking powder hmm. things like that that i feel like are upping my game to the next level and i've joined a couple of networking groups to get the word out uh bni hidden jewel and e-women And honestly, the customers keep me learning because they'll say, can you bake this? Of course I can. <laughs> of course I can. Yeah. And then I will, because if there's a recipe, I can follow it sure. and I can make it. It may take me a couple of practice times. The first time that I ever made croissants, they weren't as puffy as I wanted them to because I hadn't worked the butter in enough. Okay, so it's things like that. But so I watched a video and then another video and then I was doing it as I was watching it. So lifelong learner here, constantly mm. learning. You know, I'm not the best at everything and I don't want to be the best at everything, but I can certainly learn from those that have established themselves as one of the best in a niche market. And I so appreciate them sharing themselves online. Interesting. Um, uh, I, I, as an entrepreneur, I think you have to keep evolving and learning. The business can only go as far as you're willing to take it. And there's always a new opportunity to learn. So I'm so glad to hear your answer to that question. Let's, let's turn our attention to the future. Okay. Where do you, what's your vision for your firm, Carrie? Um, my vision is to develop an empire. <laughs> okay. Not a huge one, but a small <laughs> one. I don't want to take over the whole world, just my little corner. No. 
what I really want to do is I want to launch the teaching aspect. I really want companies such as Cookie Countess and, and some of these other manufacturers to give me free stuff or to pay me to use their products and showcase their products. And I really want to establish an 80-20 where I donate 80% and I live off 20% because I really want to leave the world a better place. And maybe it's through cookies, maybe it's through giving cookies away, but you can't eat a cookie and not smile. And I just want to leave the world smiling. Very nice. And the world can use a little more well-made cookies. That's for sure. There's so many opportunities <laughs> so. for that. Never enough. So if someone would like to connect with you, maybe on LinkedIn or learn more about your firm, where would you tell them? How would you tell them to find that out, Carrie? Okay. The name of my company is Sweet Talk Desserts LLC. So I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Friday the website will be launching and I will be including the website on all of the social media aspects. So, so the timing to be on the show here on Tuesday is perfect for people to pick it up and then find your website. That'd be great. Right. That's great. Well, I want and to my phone number is sure. on all the social media sites and we'll be on the website as also. So I want to thank you for giving some of your time. I know you're busy there in the kitchen, but it's nice to have you on the show to talk about your business. It was enjoyable. Thank you so much. So now you just have to let me know, is it chocolate chip cookies? Is it a pie? Is it a caramel apple? What treats do you want to try? Jeez. Well, you have quite the selection there in your we'll portfolio. We'll have to think about it. Let me know. I will. I'm not going to rush the judgment, you know, because no. I want to consider this carefully. time. Let me know. Will do. I will definitely. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. I'd like to thank the audience too. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Carrie's episode was episode number 1,394 in our catalog of podcasts. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you'd like to tell your story, then connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. That also happens to be my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.